Get ready to innovate and organize your workspace with Metro. As the industry leader in storage and distribution systems, Metro is here to transform and organize your kitchen. With their premium solutions, you'll experience the Metro difference. Metro's sturdy and versatile shelving units, workstations, holding cabinets, and utility carts are designed to streamline operations and maximize your productivity. Don't settle for imitators. Metro products last longer and offer unparalleled quality and durability. Plus, the many customization options ensure that your space is tailored to your unique needs. Hey, we use them here at Walk & Talk. Say goodbye to chaos and hello to order with Metro Shelving. Visit their website or contact them today to start designing your perfect space. Metro Shelving, your partner in organization and efficiency. Hello, food fam. This is the Walk and Talk podcast. I'm your host, Carl Fiadini. We're podcasting on site at Sally Mar Rooftop Bar in Midtown Tampa. And Sally Mar is the place to be for your next level dining experience. Chef Jonathan Rodriguez and squad will delight your appetite. Get here for an amazing atmosphere, fantastic food, and cool cocktails. Uh, you know Valentine's Day is coming up. Sally Mar is lover's paradise. Enjoy a Don Pablo coffee encrusted, perfectly cooked beef tenderloin served with charred broccolini and yucca fries. And mm, I love yucca fries. Uh, today we're talking powerhouse women in the hospitality industry. Chef Jefferson, you're on already. Uh, let's welcome the chef de cuisine, um, the chef de cuisine, uh, Christine Robinson of Sally Mar. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Jeff, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. All right. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, first of all, you have a really good story. I do. Thank you so much. Yeah, it's, it's I dig it. It's, it's cool. So what I want to do, um, first and foremost, before we get into your story, I would like Chef Jefferson here, okay? Uh, starship. I would love for you uh-huh. to talk about your. Uh, was it what a year or two? Two, two years. Two, two years, years ago. ago. Yeah, you, actually, three years ago. Now. You actually had a podcast. Talk about. It. I yeah. want. I want to steal your thunder. So, yeah. D- during COVID, um, since we didn't have anything, I got furlonged from the position I had at the the big conglomerate that I was working for. I started a podcast called Believe It or Not, <laughs> Table for Two, Bitch, Please. And it was right <laughs> when the Me Too movement was coming out, and it was a lot of that crap that was being released and i was interviewing primarily women chefs because i wanted to showcase what they go through because it's such a different um, avenues that most men go through i mean there was a guy down in south florida that felt that most women should not be on a hotline and that to me was just like grotesque in itself he felt that they can only be in pantry and cold or carmanger or or baking and pastry so it's funny that you mentioned that because um Chef and I were talking off camera, mm-hmm. and I think you have that 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 story, right? I do. I have many stories. I of bet that. you do. Like getting my getting my start. Um, I was an omelet chef, um, and I was hungry. I was ready to go. I was in college doing the whole like traditional culinary route, um, and I desperately I was like, "How do I get on this line, chef? How do I get on this line?" He's just like, "There's no space for another woman in my kitchen." Straight up, that's what he said. Um, and I, I was so shocked and that was like the first time it really hit me. And they, they tell you about it in school, like it's a male dominated industry and I've worked for some amazing chefs and we all talk about it. And it's just part of being in the male dominated world is you're going to have that adversity and you have to overcome it. You can use it as an excuse and be a victim or you can, you know, without getting too political, you know, 
take the reins and make a change. Chef, how, how long have you been, you know, in, in the kitchen? How long have you been in business? Since I was old enough to be in a kitchen. <laughs> I've been in a kitchen since 16, but I really, uh, my very first restaurant um, that I was the executive chef at was in uh, Williamsburg Winery. I'm from Williamsburg, Virginia, the Gabriel Archer Tavern. And um, I was 20, I had was 21. So you ha- in Virginia, you have to be 21 to be an executive or in management because you have to be able to handle the alcohol side of things. Mm. So 21 is my first, my first go. And I've been in management ever since. It's a tough racket too, because you, again, you heard it several times. It's a male dominant world, but yet the same token. And this is what we talked about in the podcast that I did. My mother is the one that taught me how to cook. It's so true. So many chefs have that story. My mother, my grandmother, I learned from them. And, and then they go into a male dominant industry and somewhere along the lines, it, the, the it gets, it's muddled. Right. And what I love that you said, what did you tell about the, obviously Jonathan is the exec here. Correct. And then what are all the sous chefs? So all my sous chefs, um, so the next line under me, all my sous chefs are females. Wow. Yeah. That's this, what I'm talking about. This is like They're a state of the art workers. Over here. They are respectable. They are growers, encouragers. Like they are like the next level. So they're the next growers to become my stage. So, all right, all right, all right. 10 minutes ago, right? Um, I don't two, know where he's going two, with this. Two, two, you have two chefs sitting here uh, and, and I happen to walk up and, and I have to tell you, like, if, you know, if I was just reading script and yeah. didn't know who was who, my goodness, <laughs> it was, a, you actually accused her of being the, the female version of me. Yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty <laughs> raunch. I mean, but you know what? Funny stuff. It's like, it's the business, you know? So I, for me, I'm looking at that and I'm like, that's cool as hell. I don't know. You like, have to roll with the punches. Yeah. Do what kind of obstacles besides that one chef that said there was too many uh, females on the line? What other type of um, obstacles do you see or have you heard about in the industry? Well, the main one being having a family. You know, having a family outside of your restaurant. Your restaurant's your baby, so a lot of people see it that way. And it's hard to have real life babies that you grow and become, you know, turn into adults. You have you really have to have a strong partner supporting you in that um it's and it's very there are plenty of people doing it out there and i commend them by themselves um, but it's not an easy road to have both you know be a level of career and also have a family so i think that's like the next step of that i hear from other female chefs that's so hard look i mean i have two young ones you know uh before and a seven and uh, you know I, I do not half but close to it i mean I'm, I'm very involved in what goes on in my house and obviously I work a lot. There's a lot of that goes into what we do here and um, it's hard. And, and I actually have, uh, you know, I, I have a spouse, my wife, I, you know, we're, 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 ha- we're tackling this. So, so when a lot of the people, many, many of the um, individuals who are in this industry, they don't have a significant other like they're, you know, we, we all come from broken homes and, and, you know, there's a dark side, right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know how on earth anybody could could run, uh, manage a restaurant, a kitchen, staff, all that stuff, and then have children. Like I, I would. Women do it all the time. I would rather go live in the woods. Like seriously, <laughs> I would rather just be like, "Peace, everybody, I'm out." Chucking the deuces, I'm out of here. Yeah. Well, and that's the problem with the industry, and is it's a whole. I mean, you you see the highest divorce rate, the highest addiction rate, the highest drug use. There's, you know, the tenfold because when you're working, everyone else is off. And when you're off, everyone else is working. So it's a difficult, you know, obstacle. I, I have a friend of mine, a private chef named Troy Schuller, called me the other day. He's like, how do you do work-life balance? 
It's very difficult, and it takes time, especially when you come into a new restaurant. Um, you have to dedicate so much time to get things to your standard um, and running in a smooth way and to what you're used to and what you want. Um, so that takes time, and you have to dedicate additional hours to that. And it's good to see um, your, for your staff to see you coming in and being so, like, hands-on and, like, I'm here for you and kind of create that family environment. That's what I love about here at Sally Mar. We're family. Everyone is family, and we take care of each other, and we got each other's backs. You know, so if one of my guys is like, hey, I need a weekend off to spend time with my kid, I'm going to do everything I can to make that happen because it's so hard to do both, even for even for the men, not just the women, but the men too to balance that. I, I feel like we've come a long way um, because I can remember my time when I was in the – when I was, you know, working in restaurants. 30 years ago. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so there's that. But, you know, it was a long time ago, and I, and I remember, like, um, there was a restaurant that I was working at, and the GM was a female. But she didn't start there. Like, it, there was a male, uh, there was a, you know, fella, and then um, he left, and they brought in, you know, a female. It happens a lot. You have to transfer in at another level. Right. Well, here's the thing. So I vividly remember, and this is about, I don't know, 25, 30 years ago, um, I vividly remember, you know, the whispers were, oh, man, I hope she's not going to, you know, I hope she's not going to over, you know, compensate. overcompensate because she's, you know, female trying to be lead the, and you know, it was, so what a stark difference from then to now, because listen, I've, I've worked with so many chefs over the last 20 years, you know, uh, like elbow to elbow with chefs. I'm not in the kitchen, but I support chefs in the kitchen. And, um, you know, I, I don't know, maybe there was 15 female chefs over 20 years, maybe. You know, so I, I know that today there's it's a it's something that the door has opened, and there you know I, I don't think it's as taboo as it used to be. Am I wrong? No, I, it's not as taboo as it used to be. Like when I started out, I'm not going to say how long I don't want to date myself, but when I started out, it was it was a little more taboo, and I also started in a old school chef world where <laughs> it was taboo. <laughs> that was so. Uh, you know, unfortunately, the people out there who have never worked in the industry. You don't know how horrible that is that she's really what she's talking about. Like, it, there's some horrible things. Yeah. Without getting too political, it gets. Yeah. Or too, You have to stand your ground. You know, you have to set the boundaries. You have to command respect. Yeah. You know, everyone deserves to be treated, you know, in an appropriate way in a work environment. And it gets kind of scary, you know, when it's like so stressful and things are flying and sweat, you know, we're all sweating and. You know, 12 hours later, you're so freaking tired, you can barely see the ticket yeah, and you're, coming and you're, in. And you're only a foot or two apart. Yeah. You know, I mean, and that happens. Yeah. Um, on the line, when you guys are cooking, you're a foot or yeah, two apart for people see, listening. It, it doesn't even mean that. I mean, even prepping you, you're still that close yeah. to that individual. You're, you're probably close quarters. Even though, Absolutely. Even though you might be in a relationship with somebody else, the, the people that are, you're working with every single day, you're more, you see them more than your own damn family. And that's when you Absolutely. have that, you know, when you bring that whole thing in and like that we're family. Um, my old kitchen, just before when I left uh, West Palm and I moved over here, they were all female. I loved it. It was so fantastic. Um, and not just because it was just female. It was just because of the diversity I had in it. They were from different cultures, different backgrounds. That's amazing. That's the way to do it. Yeah. And I think does, and I know Jonathan does this. And, and when you were an executive chef, did you, how did you interview for, um, not you per particular, but when a candidate came in, how did you interview that candidate? My one of my first questions is always, how do you manage the stress of the of the environment? Because that's number one, because if you aren't managing yourself and you're coming in ready to go, you can't handle the shift. 
you're going to go down real quick. So and they, I need so, a strong team. So if they answer narcotics as the first, you know, they're they, hired. They're hired. Are they in or out? In, that's going to be a no. For okay, me. that's a no. For, okay, that's I just, just wanted to be clear. Okay, yeah, just okay. to be clear. Uh, okay, okay. No. <laughs> you know, and it's very difficult too. I, I, I'm assuming here they probably get a background check right before they get hired. Um, yes, we right. we have a. I haven't fully dived into because I am fairly new. Like this is my second week here. Um, oh, wow. So, yeah, fresh. Um, but I've known Chef Jonathan for a long time, and uh, I'm so glad to be in his wheelhouse. Not everyone knows this, but chefs keep a long list in their phones of other chefs that they've worked for to collaborate, to connect, to help promote, because that's what we do. Like, you find someone that's your family, and you want to help encourage them, especially if they're talented, see them grow. I've only heard wonderful things about you. They're all lies. I'm just kidding. She, great. she paid them. <laughs> well, she paid I mean, them in we, bacon. I paid them. I pay everyone in bacon. I have a love for bacon that is unreal. So like, our Valentine's Day menu has has bacon. I, I on saw it. that. Okay, I saw that. That's how we have I to get to bacon. that menu in a second. That's my second interview question, though. How do you feel about bacon? <laughs> that's how I hired Chef Alex. I love that. When, when that's how I met him, I hired him as uh, my sous chef at Tapping the Vine in Safety Harbor, um, and that was the that was the question. He's like, I love it. Like, he just looked at me like, why is that even a question? <laughs> Do yes. you know what's amazing? The dichotomy of what you just said. So you hired Chef Alex. He did. And now Chef Alex is hiring you. He is. And how cool is that? I mean, that's a relationship. Yeah. That's trust. Absolutely. And and that's amazing. Well, that speaks volumes to what you do as an individual in the kitchen and yes. what your leadership skills are. Yes. And we like, it's one of those things like we're a solid team. We balance each other so well. So, you know, to be able to actually work again together, I'm very excited for the opportunity, especially at like this, this is a beautiful place. Like this is amazing. And it's a a big company too. Like there's growth potential galore. Yes, absolutely. We have a lot of amazing growth ahead, especially not just for the restaurant, but for the company as a whole. So I'm super excited about that. So, um, Chef de Cuisine. So you know what? Why don't you go? I'm I'm going to let the professionals uh, get in on this hierarchy in the kitchen. Okay, this is, it's called the brigade or brigade. Brigade. Yeah, brigade. You got to You got to say it like uh, yeah, la brigade. Like your French, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's right. French. Say it like Christophe. You know what I'm saying? No, he's no, he's French. He can say it. I know. Brigade. Chef Christophe, baby. I, you know what? I'm, we're we're talking about you. We are talking. I do have to say this. One of my phenomenal mentors, and I still talk to, and she dropped a line over in LinkedIn. Um, she busted my chops every single day when I worked with her at PF Chang's. And I mean, I, at first I was like, God, I just can't stand this person. And I look back now and she just was replicating what I needed to learn and, and driving me to do it because she saw that passion in me. And it's just an individual, unbelievable individual. I mean, you, when you get someone like that, like you said, That's we're talking. Where this is, I'm going to get myself ready for this. Oh no, 1997. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. That's how long we've been friends. And That's that person, I still look at her and I bounce ideas off of her. And you know, when I became the mental advocate, mental health advocate, she sent me a message and she goes, "I can't believe what you're doing. It's just amazing. That's so what you're important. Doing. Yeah." That's yeah. why my first question that. is, what's your, what's your work-life balance? Yeah. Because mental health is so important. Yeah. And I think that's one of the things we're trying to change in the industry and as a whole. There's a group of us that do this for the American Culinary Federation as well. The American Culinary Federation really grabbed and gravitated to it after Chef Anthony Bourdain passed away. Mm-hmm. And they really did a lot of stuff. And they have so many resources now. Chow is another resource that we want to get on board, too. Maybe we need to get them on and, a call. Well, you know, just to touch on that real quick, um, you know, one of the pillars of the Walk and Talk 
podcast, the show, the Walking Talk Media, this whole operation and company is that we, I, you know, the idea is that we want to help people that need help, you know, and, and, uh, and I kind of, you know, the idea is to keep it within this industry, right? I mean, this is where we live. This is our wheelhouse. And, 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 you know, we're getting to a point where I think we'll be able to actually facilitate real help, Absolutely. you know, um, and that could be, you know, homelessness, it could be, you know, addictions, it could, you know, there's, there's so many things and it all happens in this industry and it probably, I'm going to say it happens more in this industry than a lot of others. Uh, not to say that, you know, it's exclusive um, to food service, but uh, it absolutely does happen. A right. Lot. A lot. Yeah. A and lot. I, I think that's one of the biggest challenges we face as an individual. I think both though, Women face it more because of that, you know, want to giving birth and take the time off, so on and so forth. And there are all those stipulations and so on and so forth. But yet at the same token, you do still have those men or the mentality out there that women should be barefoot and pregnant. In the I don't kitchen, know anybody. But the kitchen at home, they say. Yeah. Well, here's the thing, <laughs> you know, and I, I feel like I'm a good uh, barometer for this. I, I don't know that there was a time in my life where I look down on someone because of whatever, you know, their gender, their color, whatever. If you're an a-hole, you're an a-hole. And that's the bottom line. A hundred percent. If you're, if you're somebody that can, um, you know, do the job or be the friend or whatever, I I never cared. Who cares? If you're somebody that that's accountable and you're going to help, you know, you're there for your, uh, um, your friends, you're there for your family, whatever, who, Never, but I never think mattered. It, you got. I don't know look, anybody who's like barefoot and proud. Uh, I don't know anybody like that. Unfortunately, I know some people like that. But here's the thing: you got to realize the diversity in the kitchen also is the diversity in cultures. So there's a lot yeah. of cultures that come over and that are in the kitchen that mm-hmm. don't believe because that's their culture, that's their belief, and so, it, that's what we have to stop. So here's the thing: there's nothing wrong with a a, a man being masculine, and there's Nothing wrong with a female being feminine. And there's nothing wrong with a masculine man being feminine and yeah, a, mas- like, a female if, if being you, masculine. Right. Well, that's my point. Yep. You are who you are. Yeah, exactly. Whatever. It's not not my business, mm-hmm. truthfully. Not my business. And frankly, I don't care. So, you know, um, but, you sh- you know, it, it's it's as terrible to paint a negative picture of a female who's in charge as it is to paint a negative picture to a male who's in charge. At the end of it, you know, I mean, is there, there really are, um, um, you know, when it comes to compensation, there's differences and and that's got to get worked out. There's no question on that. I mean, if, you know, work, equal work for equal work should be, you know, the same as long as you're really doing the execution and the work, it should be the same. Fulfilling your job description. Correct. Yeah. I mean, so, but, but the reality is, I don't know, I've, you know, and that, you know what, and, and I'm not dialed into that part. So, you know, I've been I've been removed from from that for for a little bit now, so I'm not sure how that uh, how that gets how that gets done. Yeah, I, I just feel that I, I mean, the, we got to open up more dialogue, and the more we open up, the more that we can counter attack. If that's not the real real word, but counter attack the, the 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 thinking, the thought process, the philosophy of women should be barefoot and pregnant in the kitchen at their home, like you stated. Um, but again, like, how do you, how does somebody listening right now who is a female who wants to become a chef, what would you tell them how to overcome those obstacles? Have a good support system outside of the kitchen. And when you get there, just show up and be the best badass you can be. 
be humble. If there's something you don't know, don't pretend like you do. That, that aggravates me. Just be honest. Say, I don't know. I want to learn. And that I can work with. I can't work with a person that knows everything and thinks that they have the, you know, they were God's gift to the world. Um, but I can work with a person that's like, I don't know, but I want to learn and I want to be there and I want to grow and I want to be where you are. Um, but that's why I would say just hone your skills, learn as much, absorb as much as you can inside and outside the kitchen and then take that and then show people like, I know what I'm doing. I'm here. Be a servant leader. That's a good one. Servant yeah. leader. Yeah. Yeah, be a servant leader. Now you said you took a, you helped out for two weeks ago. You came in. What do you do when you come into a kitchen and you're taking it over? And the and first thing I leaders? personally do is observe. The only time I make any drastic changes, if it's like a sanitation or like a safety issue, um, I observe. I learn what the what the current procedure is. Where are the forms for this? What's the organization? And then as I start to absorb all that and in my observations, I then start making, you know, the processes to make their jobs more streamlined, um, to make their jobs, I wouldn't say easier, but more smooth. And then kind of just reinforcing that we're a team. I'm part of your team and I'm here to support you. I'm not here to, you know, I'm, I've been in kitchens where new man, new management comes in. Everyone's fired. That's it. We're starting fresh. Yep. Everyone, everyone thinks that they're Gordon Ramsay. We're starting fresh. Everyone, you know, I've been in that environment before and, um, it sucks. It sucks. And people are scared of change just in general. Like, Oh gosh, there's a new person. What are we going to do? Or is it, is my job going to be terrible now? It's like, no, I'm here. I'm your team. You're my family now. And I don't want to make your job terrible, but I also, I have a standard. Salimar has a standard and we want to grow and we have so many things planned and I need to get you in that mindset. So we have to stop saying, well, just last week. I don't care what happened last week. Tell me, this is what we're doing today. Attention chefs and food buyers. Are you looking to improve your proteins program with quality and service by the best in the beef business? Reach out to Peninsula Food Service with 25 butchers on staff, their services will dazzle you and impress your dining guests. Peninsula is the largest Creekstone farm distributor in the Southeast United States. Let the gang at Peninsula Food Service cut your beef burdens away and ask about their dry-aged program. Look them up at PeninsulaFood.com. Yeah, that's, that's my favorite line from when you take over a kitchen as a chef, a sous chef, whatever you're going in as, and you're one of the leaders, is, well, when we, back when we did it. We used to. Yeah, that's oh, my favorite line. That. When we used to do it, no. That's great. Well, this is how we're doing it now. Right. Yeah, Absolutely. I, I, I don't like that, uh, yeah, that commentary. We used to. We used to. Well, how we normally do it. That's cool. This is how we do it now. Yeah. yeah. And, and again, <laughs> here that they haven't really been here and like established for 20 years, right? As far as the line cooks and people that have been working here. It's yeah. different when you have somebody, when you have somebody that's been working for a company 20 to 30 years, they will not listen to you no matter what. Mm-hmm. That's a different breed. That's another podcast. I'm like, how do you get to those? Quick, funny story. So oh, um, this is a long time ago down in Fort Lauderdale. I go- uh, Fort Liquordale. Yes. Right. So uh, it was actually uh, right around the corner from the elbow room. Which I was is just about to say the elbow room. <laughs> which is applicable to your comment. All right. So. Lost the list. Yes. So uh, I go down there. Uh, 
buddy of mine gets a chef position at a place. Uh, he calls me in and we're talking and he's like, he goes, man, you know, I really wanted to um, give everybody promotions. Like the, 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 the cats who've been here for, you know, 15 years, I, I kind of wanted to move them up. And he goes, man, he goes, I'm so, I'm kind of disappointed. I'm like, well, what happened? What's the matter? He's, he's like, you know, it's a, you know, whatever the name was, you know, guy in the back there. I said, listen, I, I kind of want to make you my sous chef. You've been here a long time. You know all the processes. You know everything. And um, and I offered him this this position. And the guy says, "Oh no, I make chicken. I only make the chicken here." <laughs> and you have people like that. Yeah, and I'm like, "What do you mean? Yep. You just want to make the chicken?" So I mean, you run into so many different personalities. Like, you know what? I'm happy making the chicken. That's and that's fine. okay. That's a respectable position making the chicken as is. As long as he's I, making it perfect. I just want to say this. Yeah, you have to make perfect chicken. Um, it's expensive. It's, it's okay to just make chicken and it's okay if you actually wanted to be barefoot and pregnant at home. Cause if cause there's females out there who want that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's right? nothing wrong with that. Like literally leave people alone. Everybody like, Oh my goodness. Let's all be, you know, yeah. And totally I, friends. I think when you're dealing with a team and especially in the kitchen, there's so many different avenues. Like we talk about like what music you listen to in the kitchen. What do you, you know, the, you set yourself up, you know, either one that's shift's going to run you or two, you're going to run the shift. You have to run the shift. Yep. And there's some days that the shift definitely runs you. I don't oh, care you how organized you are. You're done. Well, life is chaos and kitchens are chaos and you have to be prepared for that. And the best way to be prepared is to be running the ship, being, having your organizing, you know, your organization in place, having your people in place, knowing your people, knowing how far you can push your people to growth. Or if you just have like some staff that all they want to do is wash dishes, or all they want to do is make chicken. You know, that's how you get to learn your team. And that's why I observe when I first come in is I symphony, learn who those are. Symphony of chaos. Symphony of chaos. Well, thriving on it, as Tom Peters would call it, the book, which is a great book, by the way. Um, <clears throat> what about um, as far as leadership? What what leaders do you look at and say, this is what I want to do? Like, for again, talking to somebody who's looking to come into the industry, what would you tell them about looking for the right leadership? Um, when you're looking for a leader, you want to look for someone who um, has the passion and the respect there, uh, regardless of your situation, gender, they culture. Don't, they don't see anything but the person. They see the person and they see what's inside you. And that's what matters because I can't do anything with an empty shell. If you don't have the passion, the drive, the hunger for it, you know, I can't do much with you. I I can mold hunger and passion and drive and hard workers. I can mold that um, and I can teach them skills. You can learn, you can learn skills, Um, but passion and hunger. Like I can't teach that. You have to have that. Yeah. It's just funny. I was with one somebody from the ACF and we were talking about how another person, Amy Thompson, who used to be the event coordinator used to do these little things. Like if somebody came in with their, family she ran out and got mickey mouse ears or something and she's like you can't teach that and i'm like yeah you can't that's called love and passion for it dedication dedication well and it's not only that it's just i call it the cheers effect right okay where everyone knows your name everyone so when you see that guest coming back repeatedly do you realize that i know they're gonna have to google that Google Cheers. And Norm. Uh, and Norm. <laughs> Norm from Cheers. Oh, I can't believe I, ah, I'm constantly aging myself. I don't My even goodness. know what program is out there now that would do that. But what do you think about Bull or Bear? Sorry, bull, Bear. I love Bear. Oh, my gosh. That is an amazing. If you guys haven't seen it, you need to see it. How about the menu? The 
the, the menu. menu, the movie, the menu with um, uh, Ralph Fiennes. And I haven't seen the menu yet. Um, How about the walk still and a little talk? bit behind. <laughs> walk and talk is pretty great. Like <laughs> yeah, that podcast. Like, yeah, um, we didn't set that up. She actually listens to us. <laughs> right, right, right. I right. do, in fact. Um, and then there's Burnt is a good one, but it just okay. like depicts like the ugly side. And people watch that. Like, is this real? And, like, yes, it is real as raw. The industry is like that. Can, you can can't I ask burn you a question? Out. When did Burnt come out? How long ago? Uh, 2015. Yeah. 2015? Yeah. yeah. What about the other one? Bull, Bear just came out. Bear was like last, last year. year yeah. yeah. Well, then you have Chef, which is John the menu um, is just re- Farvo. Oh, sh- Chef. Chef. And yeah, the menu John was Farvo. just released like so this, this year. Is it fair year. to me to say that... Um, 2022. That Bear and... Uh, what's the other one? Menu. Menu. They probably came out after checking out the Walk and Talk show. Right? Probably. You, oh, you, you think so? Yeah, think, I mean, it had to be. Out. I mean, yeah. there must there must be a connection. I'm just mm, saying. That is an interesting thought. I yeah. think the the bear is more of the restaurant industry. The menu is more poking fun at the high, high-end restaurant. Yeah, I definitely part. want to see the menu. That's on my list. What do you think about Renee Rapenzi and Closing Noma? Closing Noma? Yeah. Have you, I, did you I know don't that? think I've seen that. So, yeah, they actually came out. that He said it was non-sustainable for him. And what I equated when I read about it was the mental health aspect of it, too, that his people could not every day, day in and day out, get to that level. And he just was like, we're going to close. Oh, wow. I w- you guys, when you when we put this out on YouTube, you got to watch her face because that was just beautiful that you're sh- how shocked you are. I mean, that's true, though. And that's that's something that, you know, management needs to consider is how hard you can push your staff. But they need to have fun, too. Like, you need to have... You know, it's not always like you have to have a balance and you have to help them find that balance. And sometimes, you know, restaurants, they just don't have the labor budget to have the amount of staff you need to give people time off. You know, some places they just like they're open Tuesday through Saturday and it's that one team Tuesday through Saturday. And that's it. And if they want time off, well, it better be on Sunday and Monday when we're not open. (laughs) Make yeah. all your doctor's appointments so on Mondays, pe- guys. Pe- you know, we're in a weird place in the world um, because everybody wants stuff. We all want stuff. I want to go to the mall and get stuff or I want to go on Amazon and buy stuff. But people have to, like, make the stuff and people have to package the stuff and deliver the stuff. And, you know, whether it's, um, you know, whether it's a, a sweater that you bought from Amazon or an appetizer at uh, Sally Mar somebody has to prepare those things and deliver them and cook them and whatever. And I feel like it's hard to find people that want to do those things. And, you know, we need to get like past the last, uh, you know, two and a half or three years. We need to get past that because especially in this industry now, you can negotiate a pretty decent deal where before you were like pegged at 12 bucks an hour to be on the line. I mean, I, I have some of my chefs, like we talk and, you know, they're hiring people at like 18 bucks an hour to be on a line. Like, you know, come on, man. Like, well, you you have to, you have to combat, you know, target and Publix and right. Best Buy, what they're paying their minimum wage. Right. I mean, there needs to be a real call to action to get people in, uh, interested back in culinary. You, you need to have the creativity and, and to be excited about it because the truth is, who the hell wants to stand on the, who wants to be standing on there, standing up for 10, 12 hours a day? Sweating. Sweating. That's, you that's. Know? There's a thing called swamp ass. And you know what? It's a real thing. It's like. Cornstarch. Cornstarch. Yeah. Like you tell that to people, they're like, oh yeah, cornstarch. No, man. Cornstarch saves your life. And, and more uh, times than not. Yeah. Without the talc. You go to any, you go to. Uh, so, no talc. That's not good for you. It's horrible. No, no. Horrible. So, but if, but if you, if there's a, a service um, restroom 
right? There's uh, always a, yep. a, a carton or two yep. of cornstarch in that Absolutely. facility. And it's marked bathroom only. <laughs> I have, a, <laughs> I have a whole change of clothes. Like I have a whole like life-sustaining kit in my car. Walk and Talk Podcast, now sweetened by Noble Citrus. Bite into a juicy crunch tangerine. 40 years perfected. Seedless and oh so tasty. Or savor a starburst pomelo. The giant citrus with a unique zing. Don't miss autumn honey tangerines. Big and easy to peel. Noble. Generations of citrus expertise. Delivering exceptional flavor year-round. Taste the difference with Noble Citrus. So let me ask you a question. You you came, you were an executive chef. You're here now as chef to cuisine. We didn't we really didn't talk about the the brigade. We only mentioned the brigade, uh, as <laughs> Chef Christoph would say. So you have an executive chef, chef to cuisine. And then chefs. you have your sous chefs. Um, right. And then under there, we have our junior sous chefs. And then we have people that were training from um, other areas to like come in and learn. Um, from their international students. So they, they go to the different properties or back to the where they're, yeah. they come from. So Absolutely. How, how do you go from an executive chef position? Now you're in like, for the lack of better terminology, now you're behind in the shadows of Jonathan. Well, it kind of changes, you know, like you, it depends on the size of the place where the, the title comes from. You know, some places they just have a head chef. That's the executive chef position. Um, so it just changes based on the size, but I am so grateful to be able to be under Chef Jonathan and learning from him and have this opportunity to really help him grow further and take Sally Mar to the next level. So yeah, that's that's what you need, like those kind of people. So by the way, I just, I just want to say that we love Chef Jonathan. He's not here today, um, but we do want to give a you know give uh, give a shout out. out respect, big shout out, big respect to Chef Jonathan Rodriguez. Um, so. Uh, I want to kind of get into, uh, there's this little thing that happens in February. It's called Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day. And I'm, I'm, I kind of looked at the menu and it's vivacious Valentine's menu. Oh, it's vivacious. I love it. So it looks really awesome. Um, let's kind of get into that. And, um, um, Mr. Producer, Jonathan, uh, John, uh, from Ibis Images. What, um, what's the first uh, slide? Scallops. scallops. Can you tell, tell us about the scallops? Yeah, here she goes. And say she's it slow. So, say it she really has slow. to go on the menu. Look, she's, that's why she's looking at We have the, the seared sea scallops. Say it slow. No, I'm kidding. Just kidding. With chorizo honey butter. Oh, my God. <laughs> you can I go with that voice. That's doing it. I'm, I'm happy with this, yeah. <laughs> okay. it's, I'm so excited about this She turned this beet whole red, by the way. Right <laughs> yeah, she beat red. My face says it all. I'm it did. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Um, but, yeah, so the seared sea scallops... They're delicious. I can't wait to he's, ever, I saw the, I'm I saw like, the I saw them go by. I can't wait for everyone to see them and try them and get out here and, you know, make some reservations for Valentine's Day. What you don't know is that we already took pictures and uploaded. They're, they're on the video form. Oh, well, I'm talking about it right now. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. amazing I'm technology. Yeah. yeah. I love it. We don't mess around here on the walk and talk uh, show. Yes. Yeah, so sea scallops. Mm. Love them. They're great. 
just we're pan-searing them. We're kind of bringing back the pan-sear, kind of stepping a little. Still have that fancy gastronomy here and there. I mean, I heard something about some old-school chefery. What, old what are we talking chefery. about? Old-school yeah, um, chefery. what are we talking about? So old-school chefery That's not me. uses a little bit less gastronomy. <laughs> and, like, we really paying attention to the flavors. You're really paying attention to how you build that dish and the flavors in it. So that means you're taking your time. Taking your time. With each, each ingredient. I'm, I'm actually going to chime in and be like, and, and Alex is going to love this. Uh, it's actually going back to basics and the techniques involved and how to do things. And that, that's the key. It doesn't matter what you're utilizing. It's how you're actually getting, ending up at that finished product. Yeah. You're not rushing it. You're just doing it the right way. And by the way, before we get into this, to, to, to the uh, second dish, um, we are uh, recording in real time. Um, on site at uh, Sally Mar Rooftop Bar in Midtown Tampa. So you're going to hear activities behind us, you know, servers setting up, the bar is setting up, things are happening. And and we do this on purpose. Can we go get a studio somewhere? Yeah, sure. But we're trying to bring we're trying to bring some depth and character and the grit of these of the industry and the people that work within it. So if you hear noise in the background, attribute that to hey, this is part of the business. And if you don't like it, too bad. But still listen. Love you. <laughs> um, with that said, uh, go on. What's the second dish? This one sounds... This is mine. I, so our I'm main this. course. This yeah, me too. The Don Pablo oh my God. Coffee Crusted Filet. Darren Burke, do you hear this, Darren Burke? Don the, Pablo oh Coffee Crusted Filet. Yes. Yeah, wait, 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 wait. There's one before that, though. The Chilean sea bass? No, the one before no, that. No, forget all that. Let's talk. No, oh, no. I thought we were talking. I thought we were no, talking about no, the main no, course. No, no, I want to know about that. that oh, other the app. pork belly. The yeah, fried pork there belly. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hold on. Okay, <laughs> so we're going back. We're going yeah, back. Let's, let's get back to Don Pablo. And Don, Don I thought Pablo we were talking about Don Pablo. We are. Okay. Yeah. I want to go back to the pork. Okay. I like the pork too. Don't get me wrong. You know me. I'm all about it. But so we're doing a Spanish dry rub yeah. fried pork belly served with a sherry glaze. Ooh. And that's gonna be nice and tender, but also crisp. Quickly, like a touch and go, what's a sherry glaze? A sherry glaze? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's it's a glaze. Like you reduce it down. It's got sherry in it. Those are your, like, those are your main flavors. Yes. So basically a glaze is a reduction and oh, it yes. takes a very long time to do oh, it. You wanted me to say the non-chefy. Yeah. Yes. It's not for me. It's Layman's for the, terminology. It's for, it's for the foodie who's like, what's a it's glaze? Like, it's you for know? Jay from Citrus America. <laughs> what? I was like, you don't know what a sherry It's not for me. I'm, I'm he, sorry. We're talking, Honestly, but there's like. still doesn't. There's, um, we're there, booking for Valentine's Day right there's, now. On there's an ones table. and twos of people listening to this. Like you can you come gotta, try ones it. and twos. Yeah, you like, can come and try it. It's delicious. Oh You're gonna love it. I know it sounds wonderful. And I love pork belly. I love pork. We've already talked All about. Right, my love jump into bacon. the pork belly. That, I'm sorry. I had to bring it back to pork okay. belly. That's just me. You dirty. I yes. apologize for skipping. It's okay. <laughs> dirty. What, what else? We what the pork belly? What, oh, the pork belly. Yeah, oh, so it's got the Spanish dry rub. So Don't hang It's going to have a nice crust on the outside, but it's also going to be really tender. So we're slow cooking that. Um, so that way it's not, I hate chewy pork belly. I like tender, moist, melt in your mouth. Mm. But the hard top, is it going to have the skin on it's or skin have, off? We're having. Skin on or skin off? Skin on. I'm, you know, I'm staring right now. Yeah. <laughs> we're I'm all do, staring. I'm doing a thousand yard <laughs> stare. But in my, in my focus. Is Chef Alex. Um, Alex, why don't you, why yeah, don't you come in here? Why don't you, come, come, why don't you in come on in here, Chef Alex? You can talk about our, our pork belly. Right. How are we doing, guys? Uh, Fantastic to see you, I man. It. I yeah. love it. I love it. I love Sarah's it. Sarah's in the back of the house uh, cooking up it. the Don Pablo crusted filet. 
for that him. Is, uh, oh, seared I, and cured in house. I didn't even get to see it. I guess I was talking. No, I but know. you know what? Guess what? Your folks are seeing it on camera right now. Oh, and man. it looks delicious. I love it. So we went ahead. You didn't feed these two, did you? Because I'll be. Pissed. Remember the last time? No, they're busy. Someone's got to <laughs> produce the show, Carl. Do you know what I'm Someone's saying? Someone's got to do it. I, I I feel like it's... not everyone's the face in the last. <sighs> I you guess know? you're right. You know? Right. Those, are, those, the people behind the camera are the ones that's doing the true work here. We, we just get to look pretty Makeup. on camera. Makeup. <laughs> there it is. Yeah, there it is. is. That's right. Yeah. We, did you hear we have a booking agent now? <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Booking. Booking. Right. I wanted to jump in here though because I kind of want to jump on this fillet. Yes. Because I have a little bit more story with Carl because Don Pablo has been from the beginning. Yes. And they have a bourbon infused coffee that is amazing. You open that jar up wait is that what that was like, it's bourbon infused coffee bourbon infused why did you not well, you left coffee. that out it, i was gonna reveal it when chef alex got I here know, we had to do Surprise. the big reveal can i get Magic. a cup of coffee then yes, <laughs> Surprise! So it's pretty that much sounds... coffee on a filet yes and it's delicious and when our bar- bartender just went back there and had some and he's like what in the world is going on the whole kitchen smells like bourbon coffee and it tastes delicious so what do you mean wait 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 where's don pablo drinking the coffee or they were eating on the filet so you didn't get filet, by the way. It's gone. Oh, you when it smells and looks that good. Yeah, they're gone. You're, it's gone. It's yeah. done. I'm speechless. What, what is this? Hey, you know what? They were speechless too, trying it out. And so will our guests. He's actually still taking applications too, by the way. He's still acting <laughs> take further. Away. I don't know. Listen, folks out there, the you need to get here on the fourth. So um, Valentine's Day, you need to get your uh, significant other and get your butts over to Sally Mar. I, I mean, I smelled it. And I'm like, oh, good. I'm going to get a piece of that action. Awesome. No, I don't get it. You know, like we're, we're here. We're, we're bringing like millions of dollars worth of equipment. That's not true. But we're bringing <laughs> a lot of stuff here. And we're doing all this. And I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to get a little filet with some, you know. No. Alex, I just, I'm hurt. I just I know, have I'm to sorry. admit, we have to put a camera on John. Because when you <laughs> said that and his facial expression, when you said a million dollars. <laughs> a million bucks. That hey, was listen. classic. Yeah. I mean, uh, what can I tell you? It's good stuff. So, Alex, yes, what is going on here at Sally Mar? It, there's a whole like Schultz movement. What's going yes. on? So, we want to make sure that everyone knows when you come and stay here at Element and Aloft, you're getting service with Sally Mar and with these extra venues like WXYZ, what we have downstairs, which is another hidden exclusive bar with pool tables and different drinks and different food. So you get to come through here and enjoy that Latin influence up here. And then downstairs, you get something different. And then exclusively coming up soon, we're going to have what's called the tastings, Mm. where we have our own Armando, who's our psalm, who is going to pair uh, wait a minute! Wait, 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 wait! wait, wait, wait. Sonia, I know what that means. Yes, yeah, yes, thank Sonia. you. So yeah. it is our wine expert who knows regions, where they're coming from, how everything tastes. What grade so is Wait he? a minute! Can I? Wait a second! Wait, wait! Time oh, out! Man, he, can, grade can one I, or two? I think he's one. One. Okay. I, I would like some wine like mm-hmm. that. Is it what you yeah, mean? Some wine. Uh, some wine. No, some wine. Yeah. Oh, okay, 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 okay. I got gotcha. you. It's the French word. Yeah, but Chef Coast. Armando says it's so much sexier though. He really does. Like, well, Christoph would probably say it. No, we got to get Chef Christoph. He's got yeah that 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 French. Je ne sais quoi. Yeah. Even, even when they're... But even the Spanish, they just got, they got it rolling off the tongue. It's nice. Yeah. Yeah, what's up I just want to say to you guys, like I tell people, like you got to go see Jonathan over at Sally Moders and you got to see... Blah, blah, blah. And the people go, I've, I've constantly hear how great the, the food is over at Sally Mar. So Jonathan and the, the team and yourself and Alex. The personalities congrats. here. So let me, let me just say something. So 
I know Christina, we, we just met today. Okay. She's part of the family now. She's part of the family for sure. Mm-hmm. But I've known John now, Jonathan, Chef Jonathan Rodriguez for a while now and, and Chef Alex for a while now. And you know what? And I mean this sincerely, like they're, they're good people. You know what I mean? And you, when you, when you get a, a group together and they come together and they create stuff, in this case, we're talking food, right? We're, we're talking about a dining or a culinary experience, experience. Yep. right? So what happens here is beautiful and it's not something that happens everywhere. And that's the kicker. You can go to places and you, and you get some rank and files that, that show up and, you know, they perform and, the, and, and maybe the dishes are good, but there's love in here. You can't stop that, John. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I, I told you, we're, we're doing this live here, uh, recording live, real time. Yeah, but John just kind of gave him like, are you, what are you kidding me, Look, <laughs> That's the producer's job. Right. So, but, but you know, at, at the end of the day, the group of people here who are in charge of creating the dishes and the cocktails that you're going to go out and enjoy, they're good people. And you need to come out and, and check them out, especially on Valentine's Day. It's a big shout out to Chef John because his heart and his leadership is what pulls chefs in, right? I think uh, it's my, more my it's, motto, his passion too. His yes. gotta be his My motto has passion. always yeah. been great chefs, make great chefs, and we attract each other. So, so now this is I have to say, not only because the powerhouse of talent, but the powerhouse of women we have in here that is like really like holding this place not like together, but thriving. We're taking a full um, circle. It is full circle right here. Yeah, and I think mentorship. I think mentorship is the biggest thing that chefs can do. Once we get to that level of the exec chef or whatever the top chef mm-hmm. is, is giving back. And like what you were talking about earlier off camera, which I have made a comment to about going back to the basics. And, yes. and it doesn't matter what food you put out. If you're not doing the basics, right? If you're not breathing, walking, and talking like that, um, you, you can't hit the mark. And that's, I think, the most impressive thing that you can do. And consistently here at Salimar, they're doing it. They're rocking it. You know, hats yeah. off to Chef Alec or Chef. Not, I'm looking. No, at you, I appreciate Chef Jonathan. Too. I'll take it. I'll yeah, take I know it. you so do. You, you took the credit for this, the win for CP. <laughs> <laughs> so what I want everyone to do is uh, go on to uh, Walk and Talk uh, Media on YouTube. Walk in, I N, talk media, dash. and look for. Um, you don't have to put. The, <laughs> I mean, it, I, the dash is like I'm so OCD on the on the dash, but um, but uh, go go to the uh, to our YouTube channel and check out the video that we did on Chef Jonathan Rodriguez. Um, if you want to see the personality of this man, go there and look and watch because it really gets. You know, he's a family guy. He's a, he's such a good human being. So that's all I got to say about that. I mean, it's not only that. I mean, you look at, like, you can see by looking at somebody, you're like, okay, he's got talent. We met in St. Pete, and I looked at what you guys were doing, and I was like, okay, that 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 team has got some stuff going on there. I yeah. mean, you guys clicked, and you could see it, the way you guys bond well, they together. they won, you know. Well, uh, yeah, obviously they did, but um, it's it's just more than that. When you... They, they were first. I, they came in first place. That. You know what? It's not going to piss me off, because I didn't care if it wasn't me. It's Alex. I was, I mean... Jonathan and Alex, no, I was okay with again. that. I know you do. That's why I'm doing. I'm it. still waiting for the flavor flave moment with the uh, yeah with the the. Listen, he Alex just got. Sorry, Jonathan, you're not here, but um, Alex just got some really good bourbon bacon to go with that bourbon encrusted coffee rubbed flavor. Just saying, I can't wait to try that at all. Be dirty things going on. <laughs> so dirty, I love it. Dirty but clean by health code standards. Clean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, clean. Well, here's the thing: you got to think that uh, this guy right here forgot. 
um, the bacon last week <laughs> went to Universal Studios, so I had brought it today. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to see Alex. I threw an extra pound in there for you. I so, love it. I yeah, love it. That's, from the that's bacon family. cartel. Yeah, from the bacon. Here's the thing. Jonathan goes. John goes to me. He goes, Hey, how much do I owe you? And I'm like, Dude, I'm the perfect drug dealer. You're going to get hooked. You're going to come back. <laughs> <laughs> His first one's a freebie. <laughs> wow. Nothing says family like bacon. Yeah. True. Yeah. Crispy. Yeah. I like crispy bacon. Yeah. We were talking about that without you. I oh, love for bacon. Yeah. I missed the best part then. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, bacon's like KFC. It's finger looking good. Well, yeah. <laughs> just saying. Yeah. Well, so I I just want to thank everybody here. Chef Christine, Chef Alex, Welcome Chef Jeffrey Schlissel. We got Veronica in the house. We got Hey, Veronica's back. We got John Hernandez from Ibis Images. He's the Mr. Producer of the day. Give Love him the dirty guy. looks. Dirty looks to the Dirty bartender. looks John. Yep, that's what we call him. Dirty looks John. So uh, listen, everybody, I appreciate everyone. Check our uh, check us out on our website at uh, um, thewalkintalk.com. And don't forget to uh, to check out Pizeki's, uh produce. And don't forget to, you know, uh, go to our website and look at our sponsors. Look at our vendor partners. Check us out. What are you all doing? Email us, too. Doing? If you want to see some show content, go ahead and email yeah, us. Yeah, listen, if you're a chef and you want to be on this uh, wonderful program, reach out. And if you're a uh, distributor or if you're someone in the business with a brand or a product and you want us to uh, market it for you, contact us. We are out. Not in my head. Let me tell you about my friends over at Citrus America and their amazing juicing equipment. They're revolutionizing the way you enjoy freshly squeezed juice. They're at the best hotels, restaurants, and markets. Their mission is simple. Develop a unique consumer experience with on-premise juicing. Deliver healthy taste options to clientele and juice more faster. It's that easy. Citrus America supplies the highest quality juicing equipment and solutions in the industry. So whether you're a small business owner or a large corporation, Citrus America has the right juicing equipment for you. Find out more at citrusamerica.com.